Welcome to the Mercenary Musician Podcast, where we teach you how to become a professional cover musician. Make that money in these bars and restaurants. That's what we're doing. Today's episode, we're talking about miscellaneous little tricks that uh, I have compiled over my my years and decades and centuries as a bar musician. Listen up, this is going to be an interesting one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. My name is Chad. My name is Peter. And today we're going to be talking to you about little tricks. And this is eventually going to become a series of little tricks. So listen to our first episode of Little Tricks. <laughs> well done, Chad. We're, we're, we're really... This is going really naturally and smoothly so far, this episode. We're, we're doing really good. Yeah, it's going to be a tricky one. Tricky. Okay, so yeah, I've, I've got this little phone note that I've been working on. Not really working on, but that I've just been letting the miscellaneous tricks kind of fill up in. There's some some kind of fun little things in here that you might not, you know, you might not think about. So I got a bunch, you know, let's just dive right into them. I, I also think uh, before we get started here, one kind of cool thing about this is uh, some of these things you can sort of do your telescoping perspective thing with. And you can say like, oh, this is cool. That's kind of an example of a bigger thing. Or it's a broad example of a smaller thing. That That kind of thing. Ooh, one more thing before we get started. I wanted to kind of do the, like, update, tell you a little dun, story. Dun, 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 <laughs> Tangent zone. A day in the life of Peter. <laughs> yeah, just a quick little quick little thing. I had something recently happen. If you've been paying close attention, you kind of know what my, my philosophy on my weekly schedule is these days. I, I work Thursday through Sunday only, and actually Thursdays, I'm, I've paired them down to every other Thursday for a... Uh, starting in 2022, which is just about a week away, not even. So I've got my four-day weekends alternating and three-day weekends on the on the other alternate week. And I've been looking to do a double on Friday. So I've got doubles on Saturday and Sunday, and then I play an evening gig Thursday, evening gig, gig Friday, right? So it's one gig, one gig, two gigs, two gigs for a six total, Thursday through Sunday. And what I've been wanting to do was kind of shift over that Thursday gig into a Friday afternoon gig. And I've been like trying to kind of you know, passively trying to find a Friday afternoon gig so that I could go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, double, 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 be done with all my work in three days and in- increase profits or at least keep them level without dropping Thursday. And I finally had a Friday afternoon gig appear. And it, it may just be a seasonal thing, but it's at a hotel in Marco Island. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a hike. Is it the Marriott? Yep. Oh, that's the spot to be, though. I right have heard good things. Hotel Beach? Heard a good things. Heard some good things about it. So, yeah. Should be fun, and you know, I, I didn't like commit to a whole bunch of them. So if they if they suck, it's a it's quite a hike from my house. It's like a it's like an hour and fifteen minutes from my house. So that is something to keep in mind. But another thing to keep in mind is a lot of those Fridays, I'm already playing an evening gig in Naples anyway, which is you know forty five minutes an hour south of my house, kind of in that area. All right, back to little tricks. So the first little trick on this list of little tricks. This is truly the littlest of all the tricks. It's probably the least fun one. I don't know why we're leading with this. It's smart, though. It is smart, yeah. Mute your mic between sets. So what I do between sets when I'm taking a break, I mute both my mic and my guitar channel, and then I unplug my guitar. By the way, you should be unplugging. Here's a a bonus little trick for free. Uh, You should be unplugging your guitar. If you have an acoustic guitar with a pickup in it, you should unplug it between, between sets. You should unplug it whenever you're not using it because it will drain the battery. So yeah, mute your mic between sets. And they're really... Only two two real reasons, maybe three reasons to do this. The first one is external sounds. Your mic your mic picks up sounds. You don't you don't notice it when you're singing into it because, you know, sort of in the same way that you don't notice the moon's gravity affecting you because the biggest thing near you is the Earth. Damn. Kind of <laughs> kind of same idea, 
right? When you're speaking right into your mic, you can't hear the wind blowing into it as much or background noises and stuff. So when you mute your mic, you knock down those external sounds so you're not just kind of making noise. Also, related to that is feedback. I know if you're setting your stuff up right and you have a lot of experience, you're probably setting your mic up in a way that is not going to produce feedback while you're not sitting there. But mistakes happen. Maybe your speaker gets knocked by somebody or, you know, something happens where the mic starts producing a lot of feedback. If you're out at your car having a smoke break or whatever, and the mic just goes, starts going, <laughs> like in a restaurant while you're not there, people don't know how to fix it. I mean, yeah. a bartender might come up and just unplug your shit. It's just like, don't, you don't want that to happen. You want, uh, here's a good telescoping perspective move here. You want to control your environment to whatever extent you possibly can. And this is uh, one way to do that. Mute your mic between sets. Yes, Chad. Does it make sense now that we're starting to put actual content out on social media for us to kind of show how you do this yourself before you set up for those who are, you know, just starting Definitely. out and might not be comfortable or familiar with where they should set their dial tones? Yes. Yeah, I'll be... Um, we haven't quite gotten started digging into the social media, but we've got uh, Instagram and we've got... We have a Facebook. A Facebook. Yep. We do have a YouTube that's currently just being used to promote and host our our podcast as well. Yes. Just okay. Just additional outlet. So we are, we are building out the social media stuff here as we go, which is um, always fun. And to touch on that, it's why it's so important for you guys to get in contact with us now. And tell us what you want to see before we start this up. That's right. We are creating the content pillars and all that stuff as we go right now. So pop in and let us know what you want to see. But yes, I'll be showing. I actually have some videos that I've been preparing for when we do start start digging into Instagram and all that stuff. I've got I've got content already ready to kind of show you how I set up, show you these little tricks on video, what my board looks like, how I mix sound live, how I load and unload into some of these places, you know, stuff, even kind of boring stuff like invoicing. I've got little videos about me doing that, which is something we haven't dug into yet. You don't really have to do it very much when you're doing bars and restaurants. Country clubs love invoices. Cor- corporate kind of places, they need invoices. And it's better to learn it. It's better to learn it, and it just makes you look more professional. It when you um, It covers your ass, and when you, when you get booked by somebody or like even a private event, and you say, hey, do you need an invoice from me? Even if they don't, they go, oh, cool, a business. Like, this is like business a person who knows what they're doing yep. and, it, like, has done this before. And, like, it just adds a level of trust where they're like, oh, he offered me an invoice. That means he knows how to do it, which means he's running a business, you know, Yeah. instead of just some guy who's, you know. Showing up with a piece of paper and a yeah. pen. Yeah. Saying, how much are you paying me? Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Oh, there, there was one more reason why you would mute your mic between oh, sets. Yes. And it, it really has more to do with, like, a... If you're in a really kind of dive bar drunk place, sometimes people will think they're cool and hop on stage or try to get on your mic and say, hey, look, it's, uh, I'm, hi, I'm on a mic. So that just takes the joy out of that for them. Is that your Southern voice? Um, no, that's my drunk voice. Ah. I can do it. I can do a pretty seriously great Southern accent. <laughs> I'm just not. I choose not to. <laughs> And it also kind of gives you a psychological like delineation of where your break goes. Like, okay, I've muted things. Now I'm on a break. Okay, here's uh, on to the next, the next little trick with break music. Uh, I have seen people make this mistake time and time again. They are playing in a place where the energy is high. People are jamming out. People are having fun. And then they put break music on that is like 
relaxed and background quiet, quiet and slow. And you want to match the energy in the room or take it somewhere. You want to, if, if people are lively, play some lively music, play some like, you know, reggae, up-tempo something if you're, and especially another kind of idea here is play break music that is, if you feel like your set is kind of depriving the night, the night of a particular type of mood, play that in the break. So like if people are kind of trying to dance and you're taking a 15 minute break and you're not really, you know, you're not really dance music. If you're, if you're a solo acoustic guy, you've noticed that you're not really dance music, right? People who want to dance are not getting what exactly what they want out of a solo guy with an acoustic guitar. What they want is drums. They want a, or a beat of some kind that you can't really provide with an acoustic guitar. Nice dancing, Chad. Thank you. We really need to start doing video of these so no. people can see all your moves. No. <laughs> um, so if, you know, just for instance, you know, if people are seem to be wanting to dance and they're like trying their best to dance to your acoustic stuff, which is fine, play them some real dance music in the break, you know, give them some 80s pop dance music or some shit, you know? So the trick is play music that matches the mood or energy of the room. Yeah, and you that, that comes back to reading the room, which uh, I'm very excited about that episode. We were just talking about that. I'm surprised we haven't done it yet. That's one of my favorite things, actually. And it's it's a useful skill just for, for your life, being able to read a room and feel what's going on in a social situation. Uh, it will help you in your travels, even. If you don't speak a language, it is good to be able to read what people's moods are without having to talk to them. Related to that trick, and this is... This is truly like a hack, this one. When you walk into a place, listen to what they're playing on the radio. If you notice, you know, if they're playing pop country on the radio when you walk in there, there's probably a reason for that. It's probably because their clientele likes it. Turn around and walk out. Yeah, just walk out. Just burn the place down and leave. That's one bridge you can burn. Uh-huh. Um, you can play that for the break music and kind of stick with their mood. Part of what that does is it shows, you know, whoever chose that music has some kind of power in the bar. They at least have power over the radio, if nothing else. Right? So it shows them that you're that you're listening to them and you're willing to kind of do what they're into. And and again, there's probably a reason they play that. It's probably because they think their clientele likes it. So do that. So that was two little tips that kind of expanded into into more. Mic your uh, mute your mic between sets and observe the energy in the room when playing your break music and try to match that. Well and mute all of your instruments. Right, unplug. That's right. Your mute, guitar. Mute all of your instruments. Make sure you're unplugging your pedals, because those batteries do die. Um, I don't unplug my pedals because they run through. Um, You've got a connected. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't use the batteries in your pedals really. I would plug them in using a. Uh, what do you call it? A, uh, whatever. It's the thing that plugs plugs into pedals. Yeah, power outlet. It's like the nine volt adapter yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Um, you'll just run through batteries and nine volt batteries are expensive. That's, you should keep nine volt batteries with you. If you're an acoustic guitar player, um, you need to have spares. I always have like 30 spare nine volt batteries in my car. You're getting all these bonus tricks. Yeah. It, this is kind Additional of a, it, tips. It's almost like a tangent episode, but a little different. We'll, yeah. We'll, <laughs> Smiled. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on this and see how we're it, staying out of the tangent zone today. Uncle Bill. That's right. Um, I'm trying to keep them out of it. Okay, so here's a here's a kind of a specific one for people who play doubles, which I I know many of you don't, and I actually know that many of you guys are 
are really just kind of trying to be weekend warriors, which is great. I think that's that's wonderful. But even the weekend warriors can do doubles on like a Saturday, right? Which is cool. Like you can take your whole Saturday and you might not want to blow your weekend like this on a weekly basis where you're just like, okay, I work Monday through Friday and then my Saturday is playing gigs for 15 hours. But Unless you're trying to make this a full-time thing. Unless you're trying to make this a full-time thing, in which case you should just do that. But if you just want to be a weekend warrior and occasionally do a double, I think that's cool. This, so one of my... Uh, were we using the word protege? Apprentice. Or apprentice, yeah. One of my one of my apprentices, I've got two now. One of them is playing his first double in January. It's like the second weekend in January. He's playing a sub gig for me for my brunch. And then he's got another gig in Cape Coral, which he got through uh, another mutual friend of ours. So uh, just a little bit of a little bit of a tangent. He met this other guy, this this other guy, he got another gig subbing for somebody else who he met through the same person who introduced him to me, right? So he's he's really kind of masterfully doing this networking thing uh, where he's just talking to the right people, he's asking the right questions, and he's making friends with people who need sub work done, mm-hmm. me and this other, this other mutual friend of ours, Ricky. And he's got two great gigs. I mean, he's going to make 700 bucks on one day playing guitar. It's pretty amazing and this this person this guy is like way ahead of where i started just because he's talking to the right people just because he's made friends with the right people people who have done this before people who have gone down this path before he's an avid listener of the show too though and he is an avid listener of the show i will point out so uh, i think that's correlated yeah. he's he's curious to learn and he's open-minded and he's willing to take mentorship that is you know yeah, you got to be coachable, but that's yep. that's in any aspect of your life. Yes, definitely, especially early on. So anyway, he's got his first double. So I, I wanted to point that out. This guy's in uh, in school to be an RN. He so you know he's he can only be a weekend warrior at this point. But he he was telling me he's like, man, you should you probably don't remember what it's like to do like part time low low end bottom of the rung type work, but it's like you know fucking fifteen bucks an hour. <laughs> it's just like you can't. The dude's making seven. He's making like two weeks pay in a day. You know what I mean? Of side work. It's just like, it's just, this really is, if you can play guitar and sing, this is a no brainer. And talk to people. It's just a no brainer. You should learn how to do this. Spend, spend a little time with us and get, you know, get some, get some skills under your belt and get moving on it. What's up? Well, let's be real. Uh, If you could estimate how many cover artists, are in this area between Fort Myers, Cape and Naples who are doing it and actually thriving. I mean, both part-time and full-time. Yeah. Or just full-timers like me. Part-time and full-time. I mean, hundreds. Yeah. I think hundreds. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean they're all good. That doesn't mean they're all, well, I, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's just like a subjective, kind of a fuzzy, fuzzily worded question. Thriving. I mean, I, I know like a couple, I know a couple dozen that I could probably name. And I know like a half a dozen who I respect as really good ones or maybe a dozen. Okay. But even then, even, even the really good ones who are like really skilled, good aren't necessarily the best business people. So you can get ahead of a lot of people who are better musicians than you are just by being more professional. Yeah. I, I don't know. What was the, what was the direction you were trying to go with that question? What do you mean? It just didn't seem like there were too many here. and This was a good market for it. It is a great market for it. There are, I mean, there's always a shortage of, of good pros. There's always a shortage of really professional, good people who are reliable. There's, there always is. Who stick around. Yeah. All right. Back to the tips. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, so the reason I, I brought all that up is because this is for people playing doubles, which uh, could be you. When playing a double, you should bring spare socks with you. And to expand on that, even a spare shirt, maybe a spare pair of underwear, um, maybe even a spare pair of shoes. Because you play your first four-hour gig, usually it'll be in the morning. Oftentimes it'll be outside, like my brunch gig is, 11 to 3. Um, and I do that all year long, even September and August in Florida. It's like harsh out there. You, you're going to be uncomfortable after four hours playing outside or, or even inside. I mean, you, you get, you know, sweat, especially if you, if you're nervous at all, you get, you'll get sweaty. You'll have stage fright a little bit. Um, if you're, if you're new to this, that can happen. Not even if you're new to it. I mean, like these things happen. You just wear your, you wear yourself out a little bit. You sweat in your clothes. You might, you know. You, you, you'll just be uncomfortable after four or five hours of playing. You'll be honestly sometimes ready to go home, but you can't. You're going to your second gig. So you should have spare socks. Be ready to change your socks, change your, uh, change your shoes. I like changing my shoes if it's really like 110 degrees outside um, for my first gig. My shoes are wet. <laughs> not, not wet, but they're like, you know, they feel like yeah. I wore them for five hours in 100 degree weather. Sure. So... Having like being able to freshen up, it's really I can't overstate how nice it is to be able to put on a fresh shirt, put on fresh socks, even change your your boxers if you want. What about deodorant and body spray? Deodorant's a good idea. Yeah, um, I don't find that I usually need to reapply, but that can help. Um, just like you can get into this in this mindset on a double, and I have before, where you're just like, I'm just working, just fucking put your nose down and just go for it, and like not thinking about self care at all. And it really makes a huge difference to just take even 30 minutes between gigs to be like, all right, take a breath, grab a drink of water, splash some water in your face, put some fresh clothes on, you know. Keep a pack of wet naps in the car. That is another good trick that's for, um, it's really more for touring, but it's nice to have those anyway, yeah. Get some uh, some uh, baby wipes. Um, yes, and another little, another little piece of that is... Um, even if you, so you get your change of socks, you're driving between gigs, take your, take, take your shoes off right as you get in the car for this car ride, because it'll let you kind of like air out, let you kind of dry a little bit. So even if you don't have a spare pair of shoes, you let your shoes air out on, on the drive to the next gig. A little, little trick there that I discovered that makes your life more pleasant. And, you know, we're going to do a little telescoping zoom here. Uh, zoom out, I should say. When you're when you feel better, when you are more, when you're more comfortable, that type of thing reads to an audience. Your second audience is not getting this wilted asshole. Your second audience is getting somebody who's fresh and sprightly and happy to be there, or at least happier to be there than than they would be if they were covered in stale sweat. You know, it's yeah, do it. You you want to be. It's, it's, this is related to something I like to call enlightened self-interest, right? This is something that you are, you're doing for yourself that helps other people in an indirect way. It helps you put on a better show. Um, okay, here's another little, little tip, and I think we're getting toward the end of this episode. We're kind of tr- keep these brief, don't you think? Maybe, maybe, maybe two more? We've still got some time. All right, we got some time. Uh, Chad is my my keeper. Okay, so this is a 
this is related to to tipping and rapport with your audience. Um, make everything you do um, a little event, right? And what I mean by that is anytime you make a move, anytime you change anything, even adjusting your settings on your, uh, if you're just mixing sound, all that stuff, don't just do it in silence and continue playing. Make everything you do on stage a little event. Here's just a good example of this, and I'll tell you, and then I'll tell you why this is a good idea. I play my Captiva gig for sunset, right? It's uh, six to ten, and actually, it's daylight savings time has kind of changed it, but usually I'm playing from daylight to nighttime. It's going from daylight to nighttime. The sun is setting while I'm playing. I change from my clear glasses if I'm not wearing contacts. I change from my clear or my my sunglasses because it's sunny into my clear glasses for nighttime. And when I do that, I mention it on the mic. And I say, hey, just bear with me one second, folks. I'm changing from my daytime glasses. Takes off the sunglasses to my nighttime glasses. Puts on the other glasses, right? And it's, first of all, it, it leaves less dead time on the mic, right? Second of all, it is another opportunity for you to show people that you are a person. It's like, hey, I'm just like a person doing stuff up here rather than a fucking jukebox with legs. That's a... A, a drum beat in your in your mind you want to keep going is don't be a jukebox with legs don't be a jukebox with legs you want to be a person you want to show the people in the crowd that you are a person just like them and you are with them you are part of them right um you're part of the crowd so that that helps you do that it helps you make yourself more of a human when you just mention things also so here's another thing i have a lights like a like a string lights thing portable string lights on my tip jar. Mm -hmm. And when it gets dark enough, I turn those on and I don't, there's a reason I don't turn them on before it gets dark. And it's because specifically because I want to create another event to talk about on stage. I leave them off. And then when it gets dark right after I change my glass and actually I'll, I'll, I'll usually lump these into the same event. I'll say like, okay, I'm in my night, my nighttime glasses now. And I'll be like, Oh, that also reminds me another thing I have to do since it's nighttime. And I, I'm like, Hey, watch this, everybody check it out. And I reach over to my chip jar and I go, click, and the lights go on. And I go, ha, ah, see, pretty good. It's like a light show. I just had to turn my lights on the tip jar. And I'll even go further there and I'll be like, I actually just do all that so that I have another excuse to mention my tip jar, which is, by the way, right up here. Feel free to interact with it mm. in any way you please. And it's just, it's just a more, it's more rapport. It's more them getting to know you. It's more I'm a person and not a jukebox. And in that particular case, it's being able to mention the tip jar in kind of a joking, fun way. Um, so make everything you do on stage a little event. Okay, here is a tip that I honestly, and it, you know, part of my brand is full disclosure and, and honesty with you folks. Uh, I haven't done this one yet, and I am continually annoyed with myself every time I look up and I'm like, man, I wish I'd done this, and I, and I haven't. Get an MP3, an MP3 player for your break music. They're really cheap. You can get an MP3 player that's like, you know, 30 bucks, I think. Uh, MP3 player, it, it just keeps you from having to use your phone for break music. One of the reasons you might, or several reasons why you might want to have your phone available to walk around with instead of stuck at your mixer playing break music is so you can post social media stuff. You can post an Instagram story with it. You can, I mean, you can text people. <laughs> you know, you can, you can do your... Uh, while, while I do encourage you to interact with the crowd, if anybody is interested in doing that with you, 
you can, you know, if you have something going on, you can talk to your girlfriend or boyfriend or, or whatever uh, on the break if you want. You could work on, you know, sometimes people are trying to book more dates with me while I'm at a gig, and you can do that in the break on your phone. It's just there, there's so many reasons to have your phone handy for yourself. Um, you can get phone numbers from uh, potential clients or or, um, or fans. You can, you know, you know, and, and follow people on Instagram and, you know, what, there's all kinds of, you know. Play with the Chord Chart app. But you can play with the Chord Chart app, yes, without having to be stuck to your chair mm-hmm. with. Uh, Let's say you, you know, get a request right before you take a break. Gives you a minute to kind of mull over it before. You that's go. another. Oh, that's a great point, actually. I hadn't I, I forgot about that. So, yeah, if you want to, if somebody has given you a request that you are fuzzy on or have or maybe have never even heard, but think you can probably fake your way through it. You can take your phone, go outside, you leave your MP3 playing the break music, go outside, listen to this song a couple times on Spotify, and try to get it in your head and then fake your way through it when you come back, which I've I've done before, and sometimes that can go really well. People will be like, I mean, the song doesn't usually go really well because you're playing it for the first time after hearing it for the first time, but let you can let them know, like, this is what I'm doing. I've never heard this song before. I listened to it on the break on Spotify, and now I'm going to train wreck it for you, and Sometimes people be like, oh, my God, that was very nice of you. Thank you. Um, anyway, so, yeah, get an MP3 player for your break music. I'm going to get on on the Internet right now and, and order one for myself because uh, this is it can be pretty annoying. Another thing is those little dongles. I've got an iPhone. The dongle that connects to that um, eighth inch jack, the little um, audio jack, those things suck and they break and you lose them. And it's just like a, it's a pain in the butt. Get yourself an MP3 player um, for your break music. Um, okay, here's a, uh, you'll notice these are kind of all over the map as far as like what they're like just miscellaneous tips. So this one is about your, uh, this is also about breaks, but it's about your scheduling of breaks. It's about your timing. Um, how long should your breaks be? We've kind of talked about this before. As a general rule, if you're doing three hours, you should take two 15 minute breaks. If you're doing four hours, you should take I'm sorry, did I say, yeah, so three hours, two breaks. If you're doing four hours, you should take three breaks. And these are maximums. You could take less than this if the crowd is rolling. So I generally would lean on 15-minute breaks. Sometimes you can do 20s. It, it just kind of depends. You want to read the room a little bit. And this is where this is where you can kind of, this is one, one little trick on how to decide how long your break should be. If you're at a restaurant with a particularly high turnover rate, um, and this is usually true of places where it's more of a drinking place than an eating place. People are popping in, having two drinks and leaving. Make your breaks shorter if there's a higher turnover, right? Because what you don't want is people coming in, having two drinks while you're on a break. You start playing, you play one or two songs, they finish their drink, and then they leave because they haven't had enough time to care about you, to develop any rapport with you, to feel like they should give you any tips. Um, and a lot of people think, I only heard two songs. I don't need, I I would usually tip musicians, but I mean, I heard one song. So, so you want to be, that's kind of something you need to pay attention for with your breaks. Like oftentimes I will push my break to later. Like, um, if I've got a lot of tables that are sitting there and look like they're about to leave, I want to make sure if I can, that they leave while I'm still playing. This is a, another little thing where people will, if you're on break, even if people are kind of intending to tip you, if you're on a break when they leave, they don't really feel the need to tip you as much because they want you to see that you're tipping them. They want you to 
acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. They want they want you to like the part of the reward of tipping you is you two making a connection that says like, I'm tipping you. I just want to let you know I appreciate you. Thanks, man. If you're not there for that connection to happen, there is less incentive for them to tip you. So you want to be there playing or at least sitting in your chair while they leave. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm kind of going all over the place on this particular topic, but the the tip is if there's a high turnover rate, make your break shorter. Um, it will it will result in more tips. <clears throat> and all of these things come with some caveats. So, I mean, if the crowd is not tipping it at all anyway, maybe this doesn't matter that much. But if it's a if it's a crowd who seems to be into it and is you know giving you some tips, then uh, take shorter breaks if there's a high turnover rate because you want to be there while people are there. And if people are coming in, coming out, coming in, coming out, and they might come in and come out <laughs> totally while you're on a 20-minute break. You know what I mean? And then you're definitely not getting tipped. Yep. So you want to be there. That's really the way you get tipped is being in your chair. So take breaks. Yes, take breaks, but uh, shorter ones if, you have a, if you're in a restaurant with a high turn- turnover rate. Um, remove resting bitch face and... Uh, Everybody, everybody can can fall victim to this. I don't mean to put a gendered insult in there. Um, this is a a male problem and a female problem. Resting bitch face. Um, I have seen people who turned out to be very friendly people in real life look like arrogant shitheads when they're playing on stage, and it's just not a good look. People don't like that. I don't like it. You don't like it. Nobody likes it. Um. You know, people, sometimes you'll see a musician and they're like, good. And that's, it's it's almost more annoying when they're good. Because that, it's it always so seems arrogant. like you think you're great, don't you? No, you're good. Oh, God. You're just good. All right? You're playing in a fucking bar, bro. Um, and I've had this happen before where like, I immediately didn't like somebody who I then met later and like had to remove that first impression because they were nice and they're cool people and they're. You know, in reality, actually very humble, nice people, but they just look like assholes. So be ready to smile at people. Be ready to make eye contact and have a warm smile. And the one way to do this is to kind of keep a smile in your mind. If you're just kind of like remaining generally positive, thinking, you know, it sounds cheesy and cliche, but thinking positive thoughts. It's true, though. It's it's true. If you're just generally like in a kind of a good mood. You'll be ready to smile when you when you make eye contact with somebody, and that's really, it's really important. It makes a big difference. It's the difference between people thinking this guy thinks he's a fucking rock star, and people thinking, oh, that's a nice a nice guy, who you know. If you if you feel like you have this problem, even if you don't, try smiling in the mirror at yourself. Uh, it will feel weird. It it's it's weird, but it will help. It, smiling itself makes you makes you happier. There's like a feedback mechanism there where. If you smile, your your mind on some level goes, "Oh, we must be happy," exactly. you know, and it can that can. So I mean, even as a general general idea, if you're in a shit mood, try try to smiling through it and see what happens. It will feel very awkward at first, especially if you're in a bad mood. But uh, if you can push through that first awkwardness, a lot of times you can you can thaw a bad mood out with that. It's it's important that uh, you smile with your whole face. Don't do the psychopath smile. Your eyes need to move when you smile. Be be ready to smile at people. This is this one is really really quite important. Um, it it makes a difference. So remove the resting bitch face. Practice in the mirror. Smile with your whole face. 
Yeah. Even be even be ready to like I'll just say hi to people off mic. You know, when when I make eye contact with somebody, I was like, hey, you know, and it just it's another it's again back to another a way to make yourself not a jukebox with legs. Mm-hmm. Um, people are so used to watching TV screens and stuff that is not interacting with not interacting back with them that they'll like a lot of times they'll be surprised when you're like, hi, it's like, oh, my God, my TV just talked to me. So be ready to be ready to do that. And remember that you're not on TV. You're not separated from your audience. You are making eye contact with them. They can feel your your responses and your emotions. So give them good ones. Um, here's another uh, uh, another higher level one. Um, I kind of like this kind of like all over the map. I'm going to we're going to keep doing this. I think it's a series. Little tricks. Um, befriend the people who make decisions, all right? Befriend the decision makers. And really, obviously, I've been saying this whole time, you should be friends with as many people as you can. You should befriend everybody you run into if you can. Um, but specifically befriending the decision makers, uh, finding out who those are and chatting them up. There's a, you know, don't be, don't be afraid of them. Don't be weird around them. Don't act like, oh, this is my boss. In, in this particular setting, even though they are. Um, there's a an owner of one of the places I play who is just a really, really great guy. He's just like so friendly, so nice. And he's a, you know, a, a very successful restaurateur. And when I first kind of saw him there, you know, somebody points out like, oh, that's, you know, that's so-and-so. That's like the owner. The guy's name is on the building. It's, you know, George from George and Wendy's is the guy. Um, it was like, oh, that's George. And like, I remember the first time I was like nervous. And I was just like, okay, well, we're just like, we'll try to, we'll try to impress him. This was back when we were playing as a duo there. Try to impress him, you know, play, play really well. And, uh, he lo- loved our playing, which is first of all, a good sign. But I, I went up and I introduced myself and I said, Hey man, uh, I'm Peter. Thanks for having us out here. It's, it's a lot of fun. I like it. And we've made, you know, we've made friends. I chat with him every time I see him and he's just like a really nice, genuine person. And it's, you know, there's a cynical way to look at this. Oh, yeah, befriend the decision maker. But it's not unpleasant. It's fun. It's making friends, you know. So, um, and granted, he's not he's not even really the decision maker in this case. So I, I guess I kind of have to walk this back a little bit. The decision maker in this particular venue is the, the lady who books gigs. He doesn't even enter. He, just, he doesn't deal with it. I mean, in the end, he is the decision maker. If it, if it came down to it, it, he'd be the guy who makes the final call but he's kind of put it all in her hands so in that case she's the decision maker so i guess i you know i'm kind of wandering around in the story but she is a person you want to make friends with you know um and i have to to the extent that i that i can you know we chat um occasionally i tell her happy holidays and we're we're friendly to the extent that you can make friends with the people who are making decisions and uh i had a little little note here that i thought was funny when you, when the decision makers are calling you, when the guys are calling you dude and man, and the and the women are calling you honey, you're probably in a good spot, right? So you want to just be friends with these people, right? Just let them know you're a person. Let them know that you care about people. You know, it's just like so much of this comes down to that. Letting people know that you care about them, and you're thinking about them, and you're being thoughtful and considerate and you're not like a selfish 
greedy, bad person. All right, don't be afraid to play something on your phone or on your MP3 player with your break music like a DJ if someone wants to hear a song that you can't play. I've done this before, and it's it's gotten me tips before. Somebody requests a song I've never heard of. I say, man, I don't, I've never heard of that song. And almost every time when you say that, people go like, what? No matter how fucking obscure the thing is they request. They go, what? You've never heard of fucking this random thing that has 250 monthly followers on Spotify? You've never heard of it? So if that happens, say like, uh, and don't ruin the surprise, right? But just say, no, I'm sorry, I don't know that one. I'll put it on my list of stuff to, to research. And then when the break comes, play that song first and kind of keep an eye on them and they'll usually light up and go like, oh, you're playing my song. And it's just like a nice, thoughtful thing. Um, you know, it's it's not, you know, be a little bit of a DJ. But to be clear, that's to be done on your break, not during your set. On the break, that's right. You not substitute a song during in your set for an MP3 song. Right. It will, because what that will do, if you, if you play an MP3 song, um, what that will do, and I guess in this case, you'd probably have to have a streaming situation happening so it wouldn't really be an mp3 player but uh you can uh, even if you're doing the mp3 thing you can get away with playing this one on your phone and then plugging your mp3 in and walking away so recently there have been uh developments and apps that allow you to take songs and remove pieces of them up to five different instruments uh-huh. and my thought is if you're confident enough in singing but not necessarily playing the track you could use one of these apps to just remove the vocals and sing it well, that's interesting and that way you're still performing. We'll have to get back to you on that because I've never even heard of that. So Moises, I'll put it in the notes. What is it? Moises, M-O-I-S-E-S. I've been using it for about seven months now wow. for, for drums and it's phenomenal. That is really cool. You take it right out of YouTube. You plug the link right into the app and within 30 to 90 seconds, you can remove up to five different instruments and it's wow. fantastic. So you could do that on a break even. Yes, you, you very well could. That's yeah. really interesting. And you could also use it remove the guitar, remove the vocals, and have a full backing track behind you, too. That's really interesting. The original backing track. We'll definitely, I'm definitely going to look into that. Yep. Um, I will say this. If you were going to do that, I would describe what you're doing because that's cool as hell, and people would be interested. Yeah. You say, like, in the same way that I kind of explain my looping pedal to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you say, like, okay, look, here's what I did. I have this app where I can remove the vocals from a track, so this is the actual song I'm playing. And I'm just going to sing over it or, you know, just kind of let them know that you've done that. And people be like, wow, that's really, yeah. yeah. Um, Make it an event, right? You see what I'm saying? Like you're, you're doing something, make it an event. You, something you talk about. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it for little tricks series today for, for, for now we got to, we're going to do more of these. This is going to be fun. Yes. Thank you for listening, folks. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to go check out our other episodes of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. You can find them on Podbean Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, Audible, YouTube. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Please send us any comments or questions you might have to Peter at MercenaryMethods.com and Chad at MercenaryMethods.com. We'll see you next Thursday. Thank you, guys.